Hello, everyone. Welcome into Living Liberty Today. I'm your host, Charlie Earl. This is episode 53, or the first episode for the second year of our existence. We're calling this one Chaos, Confusion, and Cons. Yes, I'm referring to the whole COVID mess, but we'll get to that a little bit later. I do have some articles that I'd recommend to you if you haven't read them already. Uh, The first one is from Doug Casey's International Man by Jeff Thomas. They put it out on Monday, August 2nd. And he goes into defining liberty. Because clearly, number of issues that are going on, particularly around this COVID fiasco, involve direct assaults on our individual liberty. Whether you are required to have a vaccination to to participate in certain activities or even hold your job, or whether you're required to wear a mask if you're a seven-year-old second grader with no health issues, uh, all these things come together to create some chaos and confusion about just how we go about, A, regaining our liberty, and B, living our lives as we might want to do. Another one I'd recommend for you is from Luke Lango's Money Wire, and that was published on Saturday the 7th. And he's got an article in there about uh, pro athletes going to plant-based diets. Now, I'm not telling you to consider that or do it. It's just that a number of, of athletes who spend their lives trying to get peak performance in, in what they do have switched to plant-based diets. I got to tell you, I love a good steak, particularly love prime rib. I love pork. I love ribs. I like brisket, I like ham, I like sausage, and bacon. So I'm really not leaning this way, but the purpose of telling you this is that the plant-based meats have new technology and stuff that are making them not so um, disgusting. So they're more favorable in taste and things of that nature. I wouldn't know. I haven't tried any of them. But he's listing it as a great investment opportunity, perhaps, going forward as the technology improves and the quality of the product resembles that which it replaces as the plant-based elements become closer to meat in their taste and all that, but still retain the values that they have. And he said there are a number of reasons that he believes this is going to fire off. One is the performance aspect for athletes and probably energy for anybody who has an active lifestyle, but also the people with the environmental concerns and all that crap. And you know, when they get done demanding and insisting that we all have electric cars, they're probably going to insist that we eat plant-based meat. So that's something from an investment opportunity or even a startup opportunity for you if you have the wherewithal and types of things to do that. Another one I'd recommend to you is from Organic Consumers. Uh, That's a newsletter that I get. And they had an interesting article this time about the the 
the dissolving of our liberty and how they they want you know to be able to survive and do what they do but they're getting gradually squeezed out by the big people i'm talking about the krogers the walmarts the amazons and people like that because government either ignores or harasses the small uh, provider producer of organic material and fruits and vegetables. And it seems kind of counterintuitive when you have this big trend towards plant-based, which would suggest that maybe organic growers might be in a good position to do that, but they're getting beat up by this whole fiasco we have going on, and uh, they're feeling some real pinches because of it. A fourth article I want to recommend to you was from the Pew Research Institute, and they published that on Saturday as well. And it was a a, a short piece, and you it, there's a link on the Pew Research initial um, page where you can go to this link, and they describe in somewhat more detail about who owns the land in America and who's the renters in America. And I think you may recall just a few weeks back that Bill Gates became the number one landowner in the USA with over 240,000 acres. Now, I would argue that he's not the number one landowner. He's the number one private landowner. Certainly the federal government and various state governments. I think somebody told me in Nevada, uh, the federal government owns over 70% of the land there. And the state governments all have their respective land ownership, some of it for parks that are available to the public, some of it just to keep it off the market. And then at one time, the largest private landowner in the United States was the Catholic Church, as people would die and leave their farms or whatever to the church, although I think their impact is certainly diminished in later years. So it comes down to Bill Gates and a number of others. Uh, but it might be an interesting article for you to read if you want to look at trends. What makes it particularly salient at this time is that rent forgiveness issue that's going on uh, right now, the little battle between uh, the president and his executive order powerhouse and the Congress wanting to end the moratorium on evictions. And to me, that parallels right along with people not wanting to work because government has been subsidizing their stay-at-home lifestyles. So that brings us now into our little COVID uh, discussion for the day. Um, the new variant, the Delta variant, is out, and I've read some things. I don't know how accurate they are because through this whole fiasco, uh, true information is almost impossible to get. And then when you get it and it seems to be legitimate and evidenced, uh, then Facebook tells you it's it's false information. <laughs> Not that Zuckerberg is my is my source for what's right and what's wrong, but it's just interesting that's the way that this whole description and argument is developing, which tells me 
And again, I may be a conspiracy theorist, but it tells me that the the political component in this, the control component, the uh, erosion of liberty aspect of it are more important, I think, than the real science to a lot of people in positions of power and influence. So we'll see how the Delta variant goes. I read somewhere that a huge number of people already vaccinated were getting to Delta. Now, there's that big push on to get almost universal vaccination, and certainly it hasn't been 350 million like the president claimed the other day. But I read where roughly half the nation's adults have been vaccinated, and it varies from state to state, some more than others. And then with the corporate pressure and influence to get people to get vaccinated before they can go to work or keep their jobs, that certainly is going to increase even more. And then the uh, Delta variant's appearance caused some other people who had been resisting or at least not deciding it was that important, deciding to go get it. So it seems the numbers are climbing. Not astronomically, but they're climbing. So let's assume we get to that 70% ratio that Fauci talked about, seems like years ago, where 70% of the people are vaccinated. So does that mean we can go ahead and go about our lives and no fear? No, they're still going to make us wear those silly-ass diapers on our faces in some, in some areas, in some locations, and do it. Uh, some locations, the more restrictive ones, are going to limit the capacities of buildings and events and weddings and things of that nature. They're still going to attempt to do that. So at what point does the American public grow a pair and say, listen, let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. So I don't know. And then there's a third variant coming out, and I assume there'll be many. The nature of a virus is that once you put a stop block up for it, it finds a way around it. You know, it's just like a hog trying to find a way out of a pen. It looks at every aspect, high, low, middle, whatever. And and that's exactly what's going on with this thing. The response to it has been, I think, way too harsh. And... uh you know, particularly from governors, the federal uh, people, the CDC and the National Institute of Health and all that have been egging them on, cheering them on to fire down more restrictions with their recommendations all the time. But some of the governors have been absolutely crazy about it and uh, have damaged small businesses, have damaged mental health, have created uh, greater uh, illicit drug problems than they had before just because of the nature of of their responses to this, quote, pandemic. And, of course, we, we go back to the people being paid not to work and things of that nature. The, the, the fallout, the rollout from their responses to this virus has been devastating economically, emotionally, psychologically, and personally for a lot of people. And I don't think we'll ever totally recover from this. It is creating some new patterns and new lifestyles that may be almost impossible to overcome going forward to get back to a semblance of what 
we might call normal just as, you know, four or five years ago. So it's, it's, it's really quite a mess right now. And, uh, I, um, I don't know. We got a small business. Uh, we've been spending the week at the county fair this week in Wood County, Ohio, with our barbecue set up there. We closed the restaurant because of that labor issue. We can't get enough people to work both places. And we've been at the fair every year since 2011, except for 2020, when they totally limited the aspect of the fair, and it just wasn't worthwhile for us to go set up there. But it's been a good experience for us so far. And just about everybody I talk to, and I go in early in the morning and I leave around noon, just about everybody I've talked to there uh, shares my views about this whole thing seems so bogus and uh, artificial, artificially created, artificial construct, I would say. And it boils down to the one question I think we really should be asking these clowns calling the shots is how many of us have a natural immunity that was developed because we had the COVID? They don't know. And as I mentioned on this show before, I, I, I've really been disturbed, upset, angry about the fact they haven't suggested, you know, using some of the uh, pharmaceuticals for, for curative and, and, and helping purposes, as well as trying to develop your immune system better through uses of supplements and things of that nature. Never mentioned, just as they don't tell us how many people may have natural immunity. What they do tell us is the vaccine, and actually it's an inoculation, it's not a vaccine. The vaccine will minimize your chances for hospitalization or ICU treatment if you get the variations. You're still going to get sick, but what they're worried about is you're going to pass it on to others. Well, come on, if if we've got a lighter form of it, if it's going to knock you down for two or three, maybe five days, just make you weak and, and uh, listless, what the hell? Let's go for the natural immunity and get this thing over with. Quit trying to micromanage our lives and tell us everything we got to be doing. Well, that's enough of my ranting for today. Welcome into year two. Hey, live free, be free, and stay free. This is Living Liberty Today. I'm your host, Charlie Earle.